Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Okay, my love, I have put everything that I offer for free on one page so that we are not doing more work than we have to because why would we do that? Hashtag work smarter, not harder. So livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. You are going to find everything I've created for not only leveling up in your personal life and building a life that you love, but leveling up in your business life and building a business that you love. Okay livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. Love you. Okay, y'all, we have got Carrie Ginsburg, like Ruth Bader, but no relation, which Correct. is what we were just talking about, who works with female and femme, my dog, and femme entrepreneurs to become the most badass, authentic, powerful, magnetic, uh, uh, self. Mm-hmm. And she is the head badass in charge of her own company, which like, yes, <laughs> we love that. Hi. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? This is going to be so fun. Like y'all, I was checking out her website and I was telling her like, I don't even, I didn't know her before this episode, but like, I feel like I know her. Yeah. We're going to get to know each other really, really well. I oh, think yeah. over this Besties. time together. Totes. Mm-hmm. We're going to be best friends with the end of it. So um, my favorite thing to start with, because I think one, I am a nosy little gremlin and I want yes. people to know who you are is like, yes. how did you get here and what do you do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to answer the, what do I do question first? Cause I think that's the easier question to answer. Sure so I, as you said, I support women and femme leaders uh, and entrepreneurs. So look, I don't necessarily mean like leader, like you're leading a team of people, you are leading your own life as well. And that's fine with me. Um, but I support those folks who want to spread out, get loud and be boss bitches and whatever that really means to you. Uh, so I, I am an executive and life coach and consultant in a nutshell. That's what I do. Um, and, uh, how did I get here? Well, I had a long career before I, I blew it up and became, a small business owner. Uh, I was an educator. I worked in event planning. I worked a uh, box office at a theater. That's I, cool. yeah, that, that actually was a lot of fun. I got remember to theaters. Jeez. They're coming back. Um, yeah. and, uh, I, I was a, I was a young leader in the federal government for a long time. I had a really sort of meteoric upward trajectory in the federal sector as a leader, um, doing administrative HR and change work. That's cool. Yeah. That was, I was excited from the government like really quickly. Oh, Oh, sorry. That sounds more dramatic than it is. It's because I'm really, really bad at corporate culture. Oh, really bad. Well, we can talk about that. Not because I'm like, no, 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 no. The thing is like, I think, I think, um, not to get political, but within this administration, who you are and being a little bit counterculture is becoming more widely accepted for leadership. So long as you're doing a good job and getting the work done and serving the clients and the customers, um, there is more room for you to be who you are. When I was in federal sector, uh, I felt like I had to hide who I was. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, like not be my truest, most colorful self. And I had mentors who were trying to like mentor me beige mm. and take away the oh. things that made me sparkle. Uh, and so I love that phrase. Thank you. So yeah, so I was in federal service and then I left federal service uh, and I worked for a Fortune 500 company. So I went into like corporate consulting. Yeah. Talk about not fitting the culture. That was always weird. <laughs> part of their values, part of their value proposition for employees was like, be you. And it was like, I feel like there's a little asterisk. Uh, but like, that was funny. But like, not, a, not totally. But not actually. Yeah. As long as we like it. Make it yeah. powerful. Yeah. 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 Be you. But if it doesn't fit into the people who you are serving, then like, don't right. be you. Right. Uh, and I, yeah, it really is. And it, you can see, you can get a sense for when people aren't being their most honest selves. There's always this awkwardness. There's a sense of like, it's not that they're lying. It's just that there's a barrier, right? There's a wall that you can't quite possibly break through and that makes things uncomfortable. So, yeah. So, I mean, you can read all about my career details on LinkedIn if you wanted to. And I talk about it across other social media platforms as well at times. But the thing is, because for so long, I felt like I couldn't be my true self at work. I was exhausted all the time. Um, mm-hmm. I constantly felt like I had this, like in, my imposter inner voice was really loud. I felt disconnected from um, the work that I was doing. Uh, and it just made the day-to-day feel really hard. Yeah, And it, it felt like it didn't have to be this hard and that there had to be a way for me to be at work, the person that I knew to be under my skin and when I yeah. was at home and in a more comfortable social environment. Um, part of my origin story is that uh, in uh, May of 2012, I was diagnosed with a big illness. I had a big surgery and then I had an eight week recovery. And it wow. was during that recovery that I was like, you know what? Life is literally too short. Mm-hmm. I can't behave like this anymore. It's not serving me. It's not yeah. allowing me to reach what I want to do, like my full potential. And so yeah. I um, I came back with a new haircut. I was still professionally attired, but, it, you know, like I would wear a gray suit. Gray but suits were welcome. But it had like a metallic pink pinstripe and I was wearing vintage pumps and my makeup and cool. my jewelry and everything was like a little bit closer to who I was. And yeah, then yeah. as time progressed, I turned up the dial incrementally day by day, mm-hmm. by day by day by day by day. And the thing that I think is also important to know about me is uh, I'm an overcompensating introvert. Mm. So I was introducing myself to the world, but still having to replenish within. I couldn't get that energy from external engagements or um, like chit-chatting with people in the office. Like I would have to do that, but then I would have to find time. Like retreat and recharge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So there was this really interesting push-pull happening. That was a little long and a little bit rambly, but that's that's how we got here today. So in I had a corporate job. It was really cushy. Uh, I had a boss who, it was just a bad fit. I, uh, no, I'm going to be brave and say that they were a bad boss and they created a toxic environment. Yeah. And I stayed in that role too long Mm. because I was worried about the people who worked for me, right? My direct reports. Um, but the pandemic happened and, um, when all of my extracurriculars, the things that lit me up, the things that made me happy, the things that I was working so hard in the day yeah. to fund at night, when all of those things were removed, um, work wasn't enough anymore. 
And so yeah. I and it probably never was to begin with, but you could fill it. I could with... hide it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I talked to my partner and I was like, I'm really miserable. And he said, yeah, I know. I said, I, <laughs> I want to make a change. And he's like, yeah, you should. I was like, I'm yeah. going to quit we love that. and I'm going to take my side hustle, which was coaching uh, and make it a full-time job. And so yeah. I've never looked back. So you're, you're like full-time for just a few years now. Yeah. Yeah. We love that for you. How's it been? Like I'm always also, okay. So one of the reasons I'm a therapist is I'm like stupid nosy. I'm like, tell me. No, I love it. My undergraduate degree is in theater, which means I'm a expert in the human condition, which just allows me to be nosy and ask questions about people as well. So like ask away, you can ask me anything you want. (laughs) Answer all my questions unless you don't want to. That's okay. Um, I am also always curious about people's journey to like build their business. So Mm. what was that like for you? So you were doing it kind of on the side and Mm -hmm. then you stepped into it full time. Like Mm -hmm. what were your programs? What was your journey? Like what was the most fun and what Mm. was the most like, um, I'm currently in a swamp getting my ass eaten by an alligator (laughs) and there's a python gnawing on my leg. Like, (gasps) yeah. Uh, (laughs) thankfully no pythons. Um, but, uh, one of the things that I did, so I, I come from an early upbringing where there was some financial trauma and insecurity. Mm-hmm. And so in order to make this leap, I made sure that I had a nest egg tucked away in an account that was like, yeah. do not touch emergency break glass only. Yeah. I'm really proud to say that to this day, I haven't dipped into it at all. And we Ooh. gave ourselves, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I feel really proud of that. Um, in talking, James, it's my partner. Uh, and talking with James, I was like, we're going to do it for six months and then we'll see where we are. Um, and during that six months and actually up until this point, I feel like I have worked harder than I have ever worked in my life. Mm -hmm. Even when I had high visibility, high pressure jobs. Yeah. However, um, I've never had so much fun. Yeah. I never cry when the alarm clock goes off. I look oh forward God, to the day. I, I used to cry when the alarm clock went off. Oh. In the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It was not good. It was not a good no. situation. But I know that there are so many people who the alarm goes off in the morning and they just dread until they can go home again. And that is so sad. It is very sad. It's very oppressing. And, and there are moments when you think, how can I possibly go on like this? And then you just go, well, I have to, because I have a human right capacity on to adapt and, yeah. Um, suffer is unmatched quite frankly yeah yeah Yeah. but doesn't have to be that that way right like when you said that earlier i say that all the time like it doesn't have to be this hard and the answer isn't always entrepreneurship like no entrepreneurship is not for everyone it is not it's not but i think i think there's a lot of bs business coaches that are like the only way to be free like shut up we hate them mm-hmm. set your own schedule work your own hours support your family live the life you want that gets a little mm, three hours a week too. from the beginning yeah. okay yeah. Bitch, you're a liar <laughs> no or you're incredibly fortunate and you found a niche but that's not going to be everybody's journey right. which is Bad coaches in the yes. coaching space. Yes. Agree. There are a lot of bad coaches. You make me so angry. But there are a lot of good ones, right? So like, so one of the people that I really, really enjoy is Ramit Sadie. He's in the financial mm. education space. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he does both. He teaches on entrepreneurship and he teaches on finding your dream job. He literally oh. calls the course dream job. And he talks a lot about the nuance of like, yeah, you can run a business. It's hard. It's a lot. You are, you quit 40 hours a week to work 80, to work a yeah. hundred, but eventually 
you should like, if you're working a hundred hours a week for 30 years, okay, we're doing something wrong. Yeah. Then we need some systems, but he's like, that's not the only way. Like you can get an, especially now when people are begging for good employees. Yes. Which is lovely. So, so you left and you were like, I need a nest egg for my own financial security. So I had a nest egg. Yeah. Uh, I knew that I was going to go into coaching. Uh, I, because that was something that made me uh, happy. I really, I nerd out on supporting people and organizations through moments of transformation. Oh, it's the most fun. I'm like, give me an organization with shitty leaders. Yes. And let me go to town. And it's such a, it is such a privilege to support people in those moments too, because particularly when you're talking about individual aspirations, Mm -hmm. the minute somebody is able to proclaim for themselves, this is what I want for me. And then they start to do the things that help them get closer. And you see them like unlocking things and like getting out of their own way and moving beyond their own bullshit. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I knew I was going to go into coaching and, um, uh, really getting started. I mean, truthfully, the unsexiness of it all is where do I even begin? What is enough to get started? Other than like, who's going to hire me? What, what do I need to get out into the the world? And I built a website in a weekend. Um, you built your website in a weekend or has it evolved? Uh, it has evolved. So I had a, (laughs) I had a website on a different platform. It wasn't bad. Um, actually a lot of the, a lot of like the, the copy that you see on my current website is yeah. still from July, 2020 when I first oh. launched, because I feel very passionately about what I wrote. Now, every once in a while, I like tweak things here and there as yeah. my offerings have evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things have grown, changed, added, been removed, what have you. But, uh, <laughs> I started with just a simple website, um, highlighting one-on-one coaching and then consulting nice. services as well. Um, and it was like, I don't know, two pages. The depth of your website does not necessarily equate to the success of your business. True. Um, and I set up a social media platform, uh, which was Instagram for my business. And I cheated because Instagram connects to Facebook. Woo. So Facebook is not cheating. That's called being efficient. Yeah. 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 There's, (laughs) there's, there's passive, uh, production there, which is great. Uh, and then I just settled into hustling for clients and figuring out how to reach the people that I wanted to coach and that I do coach. And all it really, it it was incredible. I've been so fortunate to have tremendous word of mouth um, from friends and from colleagues who helped make some early introductions. And then Mm -hmm. that has just taken off. So I love that. Yeah. I think when you're like, I think you're, when I'm working with someone in a business capacity, I, I actually tell them that, like word of mouth is the best marketing you can get. But like you have to be that good. If you don't wow people, you don't deserve it. Yeah. Like they shouldn't refer you. No. So if they're not referring you. We have a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that for you. Thank you. Thank you very yes. much. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, it hasn't been all sunshine and rainbows and glitter and unicorns. It never the is. Other times I've laid on the floor and I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. Yeah, <laughs> I so dramatic. I don't. Uh, I mean, I'm, I have coffee in a cup right now, but I don't. I don't drink caffeine. I don't. I don't drink a lot of like sugary soda beverages. But like when I'm having a hard day, 
mm-hmm. I drink cherry Coke and there's been a lot of cherry Coke in the last <laughs> couple of years. It's been a lot of cherry Coke. And I actually, um, a year ago, September, I had a series of hard days. Now I will say that, uh, for whatever reason, September of 2021 was a moment where I just hit the bottom of my energy well and I was burnt to a crisp. I was burnt out and I didn't see it coming, which is a shame because I'm a coach and I support people who are saying, I think I'm burnt out. And when I say, if you're thinking you're burnt out, you're already burnt out. Like I, you just don't see it. Yeah. I miss the signals in myself. Um, and, uh, I had, I had a bad day, um, where I had to fire a client and yeah, a a long-term client decided they were ready to complete our coaching engagement, mm-hmm. which is superb. I yeah. want people to say, Please like, I am me. ready. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I had nothing left. I had no resilience. Mm-hmm. And so I made it through that call. I, you know, at that point I had like a CRM, like a, like a tool yeah, that was yeah. doing my invoicing and my scheduling and my email correspondence and all these things. Wow. So I like flipped the switches to sort of complete them in my CRM and I closed my computer and then I like sat on the floor and just started crying. <laughs> um, and then this little voice in my head was like, you can't just sit on the floor and cry. And I was like, you're right, inner Gary. So I got <laughs> up and I like moved all of the furniture around in my yeah. office and I ordered wallpaper. And I ordered paint and I like went into a closet and I pulled out a bunch of like picture, empty picture frames and a folder of stuff that I had wanted to frame up in my office. And so I'm still like in hysterics, like (laughs) reorganizing my room, hanging things on the wall. Three days later, the wallpaper came. Two days later, I bought the paint and then I like renovated my space. Amazing. To give myself a fresh start in here. Yeah. And in that process, like I got into my body and I worked out some of the stress there and I, and I took the time away from work, away from yeah. clients to really just recharge mm. and get ready to roll. But like that was a wall moment that I can't explain, but I have yeah. learned from, which is. Yeah if you're not taking care of yourself and you're not aware of the things that are going to trigger catastrophe, it is going to be a longer recovery when you get to that burnout moment and you can't possibly support others if you are not supporting yourself. Right. And I tell people all the time, like if you're not being careful, consistent, considerate, Ooh, Mm. all those words are good. Um, your body. Thank you. Sometimes my noggin. It's good. It's no, it's great. And then last night, okay, so last night I made the best mac and cheese. First of all, I've yeah. never made baked mac and cheese. I've always wanted to. Oh, yeah. From um, scratch? Always, but like for, from scratch, girl. Like, Whoa. I bought pasta like from like Whoa. Italy in at like the Food Lion. And I'm yeah, like, okay. Fancy pasta too. Yeah. This is totally nothing, but I'll come back to it. So on my brain being fire sometimes, um, I it was so freaking good. And then I have never used a cast iron skillet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I like put it in the oven, baked it in the oven, uh, forgot that it was hot. Oh, no. Did you? Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, you still have fingerprints. Like, well, so I grabbed it. This is so weird. I grabbed it with my pinky and my ring finger like this. Mm-hmm. Why? It sounds Who knows? Moment. And I was like, eh, I'm so fucking hot. <laughs> so I called my sister and I was like, Angela, I'm really pretty. Like, just 
so pretty. You are very pretty. Yes. <laughs> very pretty. But anyway, we yeah. need the best mac and cheese. So sometimes Amazing. my brain is fired and sometimes I grab. Grab the um, skillet. After I feel it. Yeah. After I get it out of the oven. It's fine. <laughs> oh, so what I tell people all the time is yes. that if you're not consistent, if you don't, if you have no connection to your body, which is what a lot of people shut down in order to, to mask, to do the work, mm-hmm. to fit in, mm-hmm. to um, extend beyond their boundaries, all of these things. Mm-hmm. is your body will shut you down for you. Oh, yeah. It'll shut down for you. Like, your body's smarter than you. It's like, hey, bitch, you're going to die. Do you mm-hmm. know what we're going to do? Lay in bed for three days instead. And then yeah. people are like, I'm depressed. And I'm like, uh, maybe, or maybe your body is smarter than you. Mm-hmm. So, like, usually once you fix the burnout, they're like, I'm not depressed. And I'm like, you were never depressed. You were burned out. It's not mm-hmm. the same thing. People don't know that. And that's here nor there. But that sounds like what happened to you. Your body was yeah. like, hey, bitch. <laughs> Yeah. We're going to sob for three days mm-hmm. and or like a day and rearrange some stuff. And like you need a damn break. Yeah. And I find that like entrepreneurship is the single, well, maybe second, one of the top two vehicles for growth mm-hmm. because you cannot, I will die on the hill that most businesses fail. You know, the statistic like 90% of businesses fail in five years, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. Like, I don't really know if that's real, but that's what people repeat. Mm-hmm. Because people don't do the inner work, not because you can't actually do the processes to run a business, but because they don't do the inner work and that will block you Mm -hmm. a million times faster Mm -hmm. and a million times harder than saying, I can't send an invoice. The steps to entrepreneurship on paper, not that hard Mm -hmm. in your noggin. When every single one of your fears comes up, when every single thing that you have around being seen, being judged, being paid, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. money, scarcity, owning your value. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) No, that's true. And and it's, it is, it is a reckoning again and again to realize that nobody is coming. A reckon. Oh, damn. That's a good word. Can you repeat what you just said? It is a reckoning to realize that no one is coming. (laughs) No one will do it for you. Now you might but you get can to, hire great coaches. That's exactly well. Yes, you can hire a coach, and a coach can support you through that. You might get to a point where you hire a VA or you hire a staff or somebody oh, sure. to do some of that for you. However, they won't run your business for you. They won't. Mm-mm. They can't because right. it's your business. It's your so business. your your hill that you die on. One of the hills that you die on is that like your authenticity. Yes, makes your business. Yes. I love that about you. Thank I you. I love that about you. Can you talk about how you landed there? Uh-huh. Um, and it sounds like going through the corporate and like being shut down and having to mask. It sounds very similar as when like autistic people talk about masking and how energy intensive it is mm-hmm. and how they're just like totally drained at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think one of the huge differences is when you create a supportive environment, when you are unapologetically who you are, obviously that shifts a little bit depending on like the context, right? Like Amanda is a therapist and Amanda, like real life is like 95% similar, but like there's a 5% difference. Um, That becomes magnetic. And I think a lot of people don't know that. So can you Mm. talk about what you've seen and how you support people? Yes, absolutely. So going back to my my origin story, right? So when I started to dress a little bit more like me, when I started to behave more like me, people just got out of the way. And I don't know if it's because 
I honest to goodness don't know if it's because they were scared. Sorry. I mean, I'm not scared. I'm, I'm awesome. But it, I think it's also because I think I people are intimidated by authenticity. They, I wasn't allowing myself to be made smaller, to be made quiet anymore. Yeah. Uh, and so other people in the workplace who were feeling like they were being made small or like they didn't have the ability to speak up with their own voice or they couldn't be innovative because somebody had shut them in a box. Yeah. Um, God, that makes me so They sad. started to seek me out. Right. Because you are now safe. Yeah. For mentoring and coaching on how to bring that into themselves. And that, that was sort of the, the spark, the ignition of, oh, these are my people. Mm -hmm. And it is important for me to lean into this, not to, not to exaggerate, but to really just own everything that makes me weird and special and a glitter bomb. Because other people need to see that it's okay. They need that permission to start to do it for themselves, even incrementally. Maybe you're not ready to cut off all your hair and dye it pink and put on sparkly things or whatever, right? But maybe you are ready to Mm -hmm. wear a bold lip. I love that you say that. I have a client right now who was so excited because she's wearing um, earrings. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, I bought silly magnets for my fringe. She's like, I know it's, that's so dumb. And I'm like, I that's love it. dumb. I love that. Yes. Let us yes. celebrate that. How do we silly celebrate magnets. that? Yeah. Like I've always wanted magnets on my fridge. They're like in their, I don't know, twenties, mm-hmm. um, like late twenties. And they're like, I bought magnets for my fridge and I, I love it. them. They're little cats. And I'm just like, yes, bitch. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. See, and like, was anybody saying they couldn't have magnets on their fridge? No. Everyone. They grew up in a home where everything had to be museum quality. Nothing was personalized. Oh. Nothing. See, I didn't have that background. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But now they're so out on their huge. own. They were like, yeah. my home can be what I want it to be. And yeah. I'm just like, like screaming internally. But I love, I, oh, you're so good. You're totally right. It gives people permission. And there's a quote that I found on Pinterest years ago that says, oh my God, love Pinterest, right? Like obsessed. Mm -hmm. Um, That says you have to be brave with your life so that others can be brave with theirs. Mm. And I would be willing to bet that you have also found that the right people are drawn to you. People who need that permission, people who have never been taught Mm -hmm. or have been actively shut down Mm -hmm. um, that they can speak up. Mm -hmm. And the people who wanted to control you, wanted to get into an ego power struggle with you, just got out of your way. So it's like mm-hmm. authenticity both attracts and repels. Mm-hmm. And that's the point. Mm-hmm. Like that's I, will, the point. I will say those people who tried to control yeah. still tried to control and then got yeah. mad at me when they couldn't control. <laughs> and then they went. Bad mad, bitch. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> sorry, you're mad. <laughs> That's why I say die mad about it. I'm like, literally write it on your headstone. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm good, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, it's, I think I actually said to one person once, I'm, I'm sorry you don't like who I am, but that shouldn't impact our ability to work together. That is so mature. And I'm sure they were like, me, 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 me. Yeah, they were 
they were not thrilled about it. Yeah, they <laughs> they definitely get that. Like they weren't spicy. They definitely went and like talked to my manager. My manager was like, "So I'm I don't understand." She right, just invited you, you to have a professional working relationship. Are, and you're throwing a tantrum. That's do you need a? Well, how would you like me to intervene? And they were like, <laughs> and then they oh. disputed. So yeah. So how okay. do I support people? Right. So first and foremost, uh, all, my. I just had so many thoughts. I just have to pick one. Um, pick my my coaching practice is 100% judgment free. So so powerful. The most you, powerful thing you can do. Absolutely, because I I want to meet people where they are. And so even that even gets to like if you show up for our coaching session in your pajamas because that's how you're feeling that day, rad. Let's have a jam right. jam. Like if if you if you are having a camera off day for whatever reason, that's fine. If you are feeling the feelings today, bring the feelings. I am not a therapist. I'm not going to diagnose or cure, but we will exist in those feelings. We will hold space for them. Yes. Because that will contribute to your growth in that conversation. Mm -hmm. Right. So the reason that it's very important for me to say, uh, first and foremost, that my practice is judgment free is because I don't gatekeep. So while Mm -hmm. I say women and femme, I also coach men. While I say leaders, I coach individual contributors. Whatever, however you interpret, spread out, get loud, and be a boss bitch, I want to hear about it. I'm not saying I only talk to women in academia. I'm not saying I only talk to femmes in the advertising space. I'm not saying I only talk to VPs and CEOs. That's not it. I am much more interested in the person and the personality match. Because if you are looking for a coach, you should date. You should go around to a couple of first introductory conversations and make sure that that is the right fit for you. I say the same thing about therapists. If you don't like them, you don't have to like love them. But if you, your energy, if you're not like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay, they are the wrong person. Yeah. They're the wrong person. And that's okay. Because there will be another one who's a better fit for you. Yes. 100%. And I'm happy to make referrals and make those introductions. But if you're not for me and I'm not everyone's cup of tea, that's rad. Let's celebrate that and not be annoyed about it. Let's find you you the better fit. There it is. Exactly. So, uh, so we start, we start there and coaching is really all about, uh, goal setting Mm -hmm. and working towards those goals. The thing is there are words like goals, authenticity. Yeah. I, they make me a little twitchy because I think that we, uh, as a culture, have started to use them in a way that has lost their impact and lost the truth of mm-hmm. what it is, right? Like, you can look on TikTok and see a bunch of people talking about what it means to be authentic. And it's like, you have a filter on that is not your camper van. That, it, I mean, it's like, <laughs> what is. I think people figured out the term authenticity makes money. Yeah. It's like how Instagram is so curated and perfect and then people yes. started being more real and then people figured out, oh, and it's like, but I think, I think too, you can tell who's authentic and who's inauthentic. Like, yeah, if they're only ever marketing. Yeah. And I think this is where like really consumers, something I talk a lot about is like educating consumers on marketing practices. Mm. Um, so I share a lot about like, for example, the holistic psychologist or any of like the fucking wellness grifters <laughs> on like TikTok and yeah. Instagram who are like, do you recognize your family's footsteps? You have trauma. And it's like, or you have lived with your family your entire life. Do you 
get stressed out in the morning when you wake up, you have drama. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. You might have trauma. It's not a trauma. Right. But if I can tell you that everything you experience is something wrong with you and I can fix it, now you're a customer for life. And you can never heal it because you're always traumatized every day. Right. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's the snake oil salesman, right? Uh, right, right. They're grifters. Yeah. yeah. They're freaking con artists. Yeah. I don't remember how I got here. Oh, talking about authentic and unauthentic. Yes, yes. So one of the things that I'm really like that I talk about a lot, I well, I think a lot. Anyway, whatever, is like consumer education. Like yeah. if something feels off, if you're like, oh, this person is so aspirational, but that makes you feel bad. Yeah. You're being marketed to. Mm-hmm. That's not the person for you. No. So we want authenticity that's accessible. Does that make sense? Uh, absolutely. Yes, yes, okay. yes. And that's why instead of the word authentic, I use words like true and honest. Because they're they might be basic words, they might be simple words, but they even like go back to childhood where we mm-hmm. tell the truth. We are honest mm-hmm. with one another. Um and truth and honesty lead themselves to authenticity. Yeah. yeah. You're true to who you are. You're honest about who you are. Like, I can't tell you the amount of clients that I'm like, you're lying. Yeah. (laughs) But you're lying. Do you say that to them? Yeah, I do. So I'm not someone. um, So I am not for everyone. (laughs) Welcome to the party. I am very, very not for people who need a lot of handholding. I'm just not. I never have been. I quite frankly don't have the energy and I don't care. Um, my job is not to coddle people. It's to be honest with them. So like, I don't, well, sometimes I do it in the first session where I'm like, yeah, you're lying about that, Mm. but it takes a little while to build that. Right. So like as a coach, yeah, as a therapist, there's an ebb and a flow to a relationship. Like, I'm not going to say that if I know that I can't support them through that, but like, oh Mm. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I tell them you're lying. Mm -hmm. We can't fix this until you're willing to be honest. You don't have to change anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people I have found will lie about a situation because they don't want to change it yet. And I'm like, that's okay. You don't have to change it. We have to be honest about it. If you're in an unfulfilling relationship, if you are scared to fire a client, if mm-hmm. you are scared to get a new job, but you're like, well, you know, I really like my job. No, the hell you don't. No, you're crying every morning when your alarm clock goes <laughs> off. No, you hate your job. Like, <laughs> let's just, that's okay that you don't want to change it. It's okay yeah. that you're not ready to end the relationship or confront them or find a new job or mm-hmm. fire that client or um, start a new package. Like, mm-hmm. That's okay. But what we're never going to do, I said, you can lie when you leave my driveway. You can yeah. lie when you get off this call. You you do not get to lie here. Mm-mm. That will never happen because then we can't do a damn thing. No, so no, I, yeah, I love that you say honest and true. Like, not that that means you have to change things. That's okay if you're not ready, but we can't even talk about why you're not ready. Right. Which is fine. I don't care if you change anything. Right. My life is good. If your life sucks, that's on you. Mm-hmm. I will support you in whatever way you want. Yeah. But yeah. you, and I, I feel like you take that stance as well. And I think it's important to talk about that. Like, no one, <laughs> this took a while to learn when I became a therapist. No one cares what I want for them. That's my ego. That's no. my problem. It doesn't matter. Right. I had to unlearn that. Cause I was like, I think you should do blah, blah, blah. And my supervisors were like, who gives a shit what you think? And I was it's like, it's funny that you say that though, because I have clients who are like, well, what do you think? Or like, what would you do in my situation? I'm nope. like, one, that's, I'm, that is not our relationship. That is yeah, not I what we have a suggestion. Yeah. But if it doesn't land, but also do they're, they're not looking for my, 
I mean, I always have an opinion, but they're not looking for my opinion. Right, it's not right, for right. me to dictate their life. It's not for me to consult or like fix their business. They're their business. They're perfect. Like in that moment, they are looking for validation or affirmation. Mm. Yeah. Now, if it's bullshit, I'm going to say, yeah. this doesn't well, sound right. Yeah. I missed the leap between this thing and that thing. Take me on this journey with you. Oh, that's so much nicer than what I say. I'm just like, well, that makes no sense. It depends where we are in our relationship, right? Like if it's day one, I don't want, I don't want to scare anybody, but if it's, if it's conversation three, I'm going to start to lean in a little bit more and be like, that sounds like nonsense. (laughs) That sounds bananas. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I also, I, I try to stay a word uh, away from the word goals mm. because we've been programmed to think that there's right ways or wrong ways to do things and that yeah. there's good goals and bad goals. And instead, because my background is in theater, uh, I use, I want, I want statements. So our, I, I don't know how I much love you, that. Know. Can you talk about that. I absolutely, thank you for the invitation. Yes, I will. <laughs> Here we go. You're welcome. In musical theater, uh, this applies to like any Disney movie you've ever seen as well, too. So if you're not a musical person, this is fine. Okay. Um, there is a moment in the first like 10 minutes when the lead character steps out and sings a huge soaring song. Yeah. And it is in this song that we learn about their desires and their dreams and their challenges mm-hmm. and the things that they're fighting to overcome. Is like, do you have a song that comes so like to the little mind? mermaid? That's like, yeah, I want, I want to be where the people are. That is always okay. the first song that comes to mind. 100%. Yes, <laughs> yes. I was also thinking Tangled, the one where she's like 7 a.m. Yeah. Brush and brush and brush and brush. Oh God, I love that yep. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the thing is, and it, I love the little mermaid as an example because it's right there. I want to be where the people are. Yeah. Those types of songs, those big proclamation songs, they're yeah. called I want songs. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. That's convenient. Yeah. But it's it's in that moment that we as the audience are clued in that this is the journey that we're going to be on, right? We now know that we are going to be with this person as they are overcoming challenges, having mm-hmm. small successes, having setbacks, doubting themselves and championing and charging forward to get what they want. And at the end yeah. of the time to, uh, of our time together, there is a social contract that they should get what they want. Yeah. And what they want in the end might not look like where they started with the I want, but it's the mm. thing that they were meant to have all along. So I refer to goals as okay. I want Good. statements for this very reason. And I like I want because it is a proclamation for you and only you. And the things that you want for yourself might seem similar to what somebody sitting two seats down on the train yeah. sounds like. But the way that you want it for yourself is uniquely and dynamically your own. And it is scary to say, to proclaim, I, it is, it is terrifying to say, this is a thing that I want for me, but this is a thing that I deserve. Right. And so when you are thinking about your, I want statement, Mm -hmm. it should be something that lights you up, but it, it should be something that makes her toes tingle, but it also should make Mm -hmm. you want to hurl because that is the right thing that you are proclaiming that you are reaching for yeah. for yourself. And I should correct yeah. myself because I just said the right thing. It is not for me to say what is right or wrong. Right right, that's not what is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That yeah. is, that is the thing to swing for. The thing to swing for. Oh, you are good. Oh, thank you. I'm like this all the time. So thank you for having a welcoming place. Yeah, for my no, energy. You're fabulous. 
So, so once people set their I want and yeah. they're like, oh, I don't know if I want to name this mm-hmm. because then it becomes, what if I don't get it? Right. So we sense? talk about how will we know you've gotten what you want? What does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it feel like? How will you act, think, or behave in those moments, right? Yeah. So we get really, really clear on what this I want looks like when it Mm -hmm. is actually firing on all cylinders for you. Oh my God, that's so fun. And then we know through our coaching engagement what it is we're working towards. Now, yeah. We, we do this, I want this, this, this proclamation setting within our first conversations. That way we know what our agreement is with one another. Right. Like, where and, are we going? Mm-hmm. And then we have subsequent conversations, but what doesn't happen is we start the conversation by saying, so this is your, I want statement. What are we talking about, about your, I want statement? It's not <laughs> like that. It really is. I, I think of it like a road trip, right? You're mm-hmm. driving and I'm just in the passenger seat with playlists and giving you French fries when you're ready for them. Hell yeah. So we'll start our conversations with, if you would commit it to thought exercise or homework from our last conversations or mm-hmm. what have you been doing since our last chat? Yeah. Uh, and then what's on your mind to talk about today? And then it is both my privilege and my responsibility to make sure that through our individual conversations, mm-hmm. we are tying them back to your progress. Yeah. Like yeah. A bigger I want statement. So that's my role is to keep you accountable, to bring tough love, to challenge your beliefs or limiting beliefs about yourself, to call you out on your own bullshit, to celebrate with you and, and to lovingly push you when you can't push yourself. Please coach other coaches. Mm. Please coach other coaches. It's that's so good. Thank you. That's so good. Um, it's incredible how many coaches approach engagements yeah with their with their people and they prescribe or they're rigid or they don't listen yeah and well, that's it's such a specific skill set like yeah. like people you talk about it so naturally and so easily and my brain is like you know <laughs> You know, uh, Kermit is his name. You know, the Kermit gif where he's like screaming. Ah, like yeah. that's, that's my brain when you talk. Because that is a, such a specific skill set that I can't tell you how many people don't have. Mm. They don't have. Therapists included. Like, they don't know how to do that. And I love that you talk about it in that way because anyone who listens to this episode is now going to understand what a supportive coaching relationship should look like. Thanks. Like that is exactly what it should look like. You call people out in an empathetic way, in a caring way. You don't judge them. You're just saying, hey, this is a discrepancy. You say you want a beach house. We're looking at mountain houses. Why are we doing that? Yeah. Is our goal change or do we want both? Or are we scared? Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so good. So how long do people typically work with you? And you run a couple of things, right? You do like a group, you do one-on-one, you do consulting. Yeah. So so my signature programs right now are one-on-one coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a five-week online productivity program that I am obsessed with. Okay, tell us the bitch. name because it's so clever. Busy bitch. It's a it's a five week accountability like productivity accountability program. Every Friday morning, you would wake up with an email from me, three prompt questions. So fun. Um, by midnight, you answer those three prompts. Over the weekend, I review your prompts, 
And then you get a personal email back from me on Monday morning in response to what you've written. Cool. It is like all the good things that you get from coaching without the hour of chit chat because yeah. bitch, you're busy. Let's get some shit off the shelf that you keep shoving back there for yourself. That's clever. Yeah. I really, I love this mm. program. Um, and the next, the next session, the next cohort starts early September. So there's time if folks are interested wow. in a That's little cool. productivity without punishment. Um, so what should make him one? Make Mayhem is a small group. Uh, it has run quarterly. We're on a bit of a hiatus right now because folks have been focusing on just getting back into the world after pandemic. And that's totally yeah. rad. But it's small group coaching, eight to 10 people, like-minded folks. We start with um, an I want statement exercise. We do mm -hmm. some masterminding. We support each other through... Um, Four Mondays are the, they're entitled, they're in, intended to be mm. disruptive. Um, and it's, they're fun. It's, it's neat. And I've fun. had a, I had one, one round of Make Mayhem where, um, it was a group of five friends. They just wanted to do it as, cool. as friends. They decided at the end of the session that one of them was like, not their friend anymore. Like they collectively, it's okay. It was really interesting to see week after week, how this person started to separate themselves mm. from the group. And by the end, they just had this conversation mm. where they decided that they weren't able to support each other yeah. in the way that was healthy or of benefit and value to wow. everybody. And so like a couple of them, like I, it was the weirdest thing to watch a friend break up. And again, Coaching isn't therapy, but I was like, here we go. I'm just going to listen. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. ask questions. I'm going to hold space for this. Yeah. If I need to make connections and referrals for some mental health support after this, I am ready mm -hmm. to do it. But like, that was cool. I had another group where it was eight total strangers and they continue to meet now monthly for virtual coffee. That's so fun. Just to check in and continue to support each other, which is really rad. I and love group programs. Like, I do you too. Just, you meet the coolest people. You really do, especially when you're open to trying something a little brave and mm -hmm. to just say, I want to do this and I don't know other people. It's also an easy way to network. Yeah, yeah. Um, in a way that's not bravery. Easy. Bravery is rewarding in ways that people often can't see, mm. which I love. It's like it it creates so much serendipity. Yeah. So like it creates so many like magical moments that like you don't even you don't even realize that like you're saying you're also opening that door when you open this door yeah does that make sense yeah i love that where do people find yeah. you ah well so people can find me online at uproarcoaching.com uh that's where you'll get a rundown of all of my programs and the fun things that i've got going on and you can also book a free intro chat with me there and when i say free i mean free um <laughs> and uh otherwise i'm on instagram and LinkedIn and at a little Uproar bit on Facebook coaching. at Uproar underscore coaching. Mm -hmm. Dude, you're just so good. If people forget everything that we say mm -hmm. and they're only going to remember this one thing, mm -hmm. what do you want that to be? You deserve to be your truest, most colorful self all the time. You're so good. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I'm always like amazed at the thing that people say when I ask that. I'm just like, oh, mm. you're so good. What would you say? Oh, about this conversation? 
Ooh, yeah. But I just meant about about you and like Amanda's practice, but oh, whatever. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, probably that honesty will set you free. But for this conversation, it is once you have the courage to be authentic, doors open for you. Yeah. Like they just open for you. And some doors will close for you. And that's good. That's good too. We want them to close when you're true and authentic. Like they're not your doors. Yeah. Saying no to things means you get to say hell yes to other exciting things. So let those doors close. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been playing around a lot with um, the, the thought this or something better. So like if something doesn't work out, right, girl. So I read it in a an Amanda Francis book. She does like money education. Yeah, yeah. A lot of like manifesting. Um, I have her book on my my shelf. It's in her book. Is it rich as fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Have you read it? It's good. Uh, I I got the. It's still in the to be read pile. I need to come back to it. It's really good though. Yeah. Um, I actually I really like the way that she teaches. Um. But she she introduced that thought, like this or something better. It's always this or something better. And that has brought a lot of peace and a lot of acceptance I'm for me. Um, so I've been playing around with that thought a lot. And I really like that. Yeah, I do too. So if a door closes for you, great. Yeah. Not your door. Bye door. Bye door. Mm-hmm. I got other things to do. Mm-hmm. Like go find a new door. <laughs> ah. You are so, ooh, this is so fun. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. This has been amazing. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, y'all go be good. Yeah. You or can. like, I don't know, don't be good. Be fun. Whatever. Be whatever you want to be. Just, yeah, don't do anything I wouldn't, which is quite honestly a world of opportunity. Mm-hmm.